Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to watch a movie. Are you sure? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Because life can throw a lot of strange things at you. And I don't know if you're prepared for how weird this is going to get. Strange things. Weird. Your clues are just like way outside the dartboard for me. I, I have no idea. I think you mean on par. They are on point. And any other... On par? Is it that golfing movie with no. Chevy Chase? No, that one. I, I totally led you astray with that one. Sorry. <laughs> I don't uh, know. What is you don't it? know what we're watching this week? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, we are watching Weird Science. Weird Science? Yes. I think I might have seen this one. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm no. excited. Okay. You've seen it. Tell me, what do you know about it? I think there's like a woman robot that gets created. A woman robot that gets created. Or a girl robot. Okay. But not Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think that's what it's about. Any other details? Weird science, you said. Weird science is what I said, yes. I think Feldman is in this one. Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah? Or maybe. (laughs) That's exciting. Every time you answer me, I think, oh, no, have I got it wrong? No, I'm just responding. I am a uh, blank. I'm a wall of of neutrality when Hmm. it comes to these conversations before watching. So that's awesome. So Corey Feldman's in this movie. There's a female, female robot. Right. Okay. And anything else? That's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay. Um, why are you excited to watch it? You said you're excited to watch it. I think I liked it. Did you? I think. When would you have even watched it? I think this is one of those, like, in college, oh, a yeah. friend said, you've never seen Weird Science? We have to watch it right now. Ah, okay. And then we watch it, and I don't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you want to give me your catchphrase for this one with the little um, knowledge you have? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love putting you on the spot with this if you can't tell. I'm thinking something like, um, you know, 80s robot. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Let's go see uh, how Feldman handles this female robot. Yeah, let's do it. It's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I give her Wamdigis mammary glands. Something's about to change their world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know. Their minds. (laughs) And their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. (laughs) It's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros 
the heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. Are you alive? <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> I'm alive. That, yes. That has got to be one of my all time. I mean, it's been used in so many movies. I know. But it's just a, it's a great line. It's a great line. Was that the line from Frankenstein or from, yeah, Frankenstein? Or what? What's your other or guess? Or the, I can't remember, Max Brooks's. Oh, uh, Young Frankenstein? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not Max Brooks. It's Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks. It's his dad. Max Brooks is his son. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, they probably say it in Young Frankenstein since that's a parody of Frankenstein. Okay. But Have you original... seen Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Have you seen the original Frankenstein? Uh, maybe. <sighs> that's a that's a big maybe. That's like a Aren't horror... we supposed to talk about that's weird That's a creaky science? horror door opening <laughs> response there. <laughs> that was the um, creaky door of my mind. My... <laughs> yeah. Entering into the depths. <laughs> uh, we are supposed to be talking about weird science. That's true. Um, so... Would you like to give us well, first? <laughs> I don't know where to start on this one because I think this is going to be an interesting conversation with you. Um, do you want to give us a high level summary, though? High level summary. Yeah. Um, two boys who are not the most popular kids in school. They're kind of runty. Is that a word? Runty. Yeah. 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 Um, one of them is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they um, at an overnight sleepover have a brainstorming session. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? Whenever I think whenever I think of high school students having sleepovers, it just makes me laugh. It's just a funny term. I think of like 10-year-olds when I think of a sleepover. Okay. It's accurate though. It just yeah. makes me laugh personally. <laughs> sleepover. Mm-hmm. So they brainstorm a way to use one of their computers to like create their own perfect woman. Yeah. And they input all this data. And um, with the help of an electrical storm and like hacking into something, some other thing, they get all the energy they need to actually really, truly create a woman. Yeah. And not only is she a woman, she also has some powers, some electrical powers Uh and like some, um, she can make things appear. Yeah. I mean. She can conjure. I'm going to go deep on that later, but keep going. Okay. So she's theirs. Like, so she takes it upon herself to kind of get them out of their shell. And she takes them on like, you know, some adventurous things, um, a party at a bar sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, she gets one of them. Well, she wants one of them to stand up to his brother played by Bill Paxton. Amazingly played <laughs> by Bill Paxton. Probably the greatest performance of oh, his career. Just hate him. He is the worst. He is so annoying. And his you just want to punch his punch face. Punch him right in the face. <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. And the noises he makes. Oh, oh my goodness. It's it's amazing. Even his teeth are annoying. <sighs> his haircut is horrible. Yes. He's so good in this role. He's so good. Oh. Um, so yeah, so then. They they created the woman. She's helping them come out of their shell. And um, at the end of it, she's kind of done her part because there's two ladies that are, you know, her their age mm-hmm. that they start a relationship with or something. And yeah, <laughs> and then she goes away and everything is fixed. She's like a genie. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> she is. That's what I was going to say. Like, 
she's a complete like a djinn, which is you know genie um <laughs> what <laughs> that's the term okay like um uh, in the tales and you know tale middle eastern tales and such it's it's a djinn. um it, which is what we call a genie uh but everything about her too yeah is totally like she literally comes out of a small vessel. Mm-hmm. She appears with a whole bunch of smoke. Mm-hmm. She uh, has lots of like electrical type powers as well as... Check. Check. As well as being able to alter reality to any degree she wants. Check. <laughs> um, I think the... And she also has the whole like... Uh, she does not care about... She, she defers her own needs or desires as well right she's like um at one point robert downey jr (laughs) who's another annoying character he was super annoying he was really good at being annoying in this one too yes and it's he's so young at one point he and his buddy are like um why don't you just come hang out with us you're super cool like you Mm -hmm. could you could be our girl and she was like no i only belong to blah 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 gary and wyatt yes and yeah so are all those factors of like a gin is she a genie I mean, I think she is. That's uh, when I watched this as a youth, I was probably not thinking that deep about it. I was probably just like, Goyles, Goyles, and stuff like that. Oh boy. Like, I was excited uh, in that realm. Anyway. (laughs) Is that what you sounded like? That's my Jerry Lewis. That's my horrible Jerry. Hey, lady. Why are you making yourself sound like Jerry Lewis when you're thinking of yourself as a child? I'm thinking of how awkward you are. And one of the best actors of all time at capturing the awkwardness of human beings is Jerry Lewis. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, like, um, the thing about her being a genie, like, the... This is a movie made for boys. No. <laughs> and every boy in the movie gets all of his wishes granted. Like everything works out for everyone except for the brother. Well, wait a minute. Every boy does? Oh, you know what? No. It's just the two leads. Really? It's true. I was thinking that Robert Downey Jr. got. No. But he didn't. They were going to make him a, yeah. another girl. They ended up losing their girlfriends, which they didn't care about at all. Okay, sorry. Thinking it through. That's fine. Thinking out loud. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a movie made for boys. And Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about boys and their puberty, like this is the movie to watch. It is very, uh, yes. Like John Hughes, like for context too, he'd made, um, I think it was 16 Candles. If I'm going to get it wrong, but he just made like the heavy ones. Like he made 16 Candles and the breakfast club mm. and then they're like wow his movies are popular what do you want to do and he made this like <laughs> i think it was when they were filming i'm gonna have to look it up but it was either pretty or pink or 16 candles they were like literally filming it oh man i'm so scattered i'm unprepared the point is they were filming one of the other movies serious tone and he just went like in the off hours and started knocking this out and writing this wow and then he talked to amh and was like oh hey i got a movie i think Anthony Michael Hall. I, yeah, I was going to say, we should explain that we call Anthony Michael Hall AMH because yeah. he's, in, in a lot of the movies of John Hughes, he's mm-hmm. always the one who just like wants the girls. Like he's like panting after yeah. anything that's yeah. a female. And then, but the, the backstory is that our brother, he lived in an apartment. He had an, a neighbor. <laughs> that's true. I forgot who about Who acted this. like that. Yes. And he looked like him too. He looked like him. And he was a total, like, he just... Yeah. Always wanted a girlfriend. It didn't like just yeah. always thinking about girls, about women. And so we yeah. nicknamed that guy Anthony Michael Hall. But it got to be like we couldn't 
it was just too much to say. Yeah. And and we talked about him a lot. Yeah. So because he was mm. always over yeah. and sharing his exploits with like his neighbors. Yes. So um, we named him AMH. Wow. And now we call the real Anthony Michael Hall AMH. AMH. <laughs> Maybe he'll switch now that he hears that. Um, I completely forgot about all that. <laughs> that is accurate, though. Mm-hmm. AMH. Um, Anthony Michael Hall. So yeah, he gets he gets like, you know, kind of John Hughes approaches him about doing this one. And, you know, of course, he's going to be like, well, sure. And then they did a search. And then that's how they found the other character, the white character. Okay. But this one is too, like, I don't know. The interesting thing about John Hughes movies to me is exploring like he really and everybody says this. So I know already everybody says this, but he really captures like what it's like to be a teenager. And like he did it in a very realistic way, not realistic in the fact of like the situation necessarily, but like <laughs> how mean not realistic in creating a woman from yeah. your computer. OK, I mean, we'll get into that part, too. But in in general, though, the feelings you have in the movie, like and how people respond, like it, it feels very grounded. Mm. Like so anyway, his other movies obviously felt way more grounded in reality than this one. Yeah, I think this one was him just like blowing off steam or like. You know, it's just that mental exercise. Everybody daydreams, especially when you're young. You think about what life could be like. You think about the perfect person or the perfect situation. Or what you would do in the situation. Yeah. What would you do if you um, got to go to the, the popular kids party? What would you do if yeah. you were? And that's what the two characters were thinking about constantly. Oh, yeah. Totally. Our life would be so much better if we were yeah. popular, if we had the girls, if we blah, blah, blah. So, the grass is greener. Like, yeah. And whenever I see, it's funny, as a kid watching that, I was like, yeah, as an adult, I'm just like, you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> you need to go do something productive. If you can create a woman with a computer, what else can you do? Why, yeah, like, why are you worried about going to parties? Like, oh my goodness. Um, it all wraps up in three days, too. Did you notice that? It's yeah. like over yeah. the course of three days. But so many good, like, teen movies do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's because of the attention span. It could be. Of the it could be. Person. Um, yeah. I still I, can't decide if I've seen this movie or not. You really, I, when we were watching it, I was looking at you to see for cues of, of recognition and it was going in and out a lot. Was, I I think I have seen it, but I forgot a lot of it. I must've watched it like half awake or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah. Because I remembered a part that doesn't hold up really well mm-hmm. when they go oh. in the beginning um, she takes them to this like like a it's like a, a blues club. A, it was a blues bar on like the like you know supposed to be like the dangerous part of town or something. Right, right. Yeah. And there's um there's a lot of black people. Yeah. And I don't know they made this decision back then for AMH to like yes kind of talk in a really he was doing the like uh, a, for for the term of the time he was doing like a soul brother accent like yeah yeah. It's, it was pretty common in, in, in comedies back then. It does not hold up that well. It doesn't. Yeah. No, it's too. It's a shame they yeah. put that in. Yeah. Um, but on another note, a mm-hmm. good accent call, mm-hmm. um, the accent of Lisa, oh, yeah. the genie, yeah. it was a brilliant idea to give her a British accent. I think it, that's or just is that her how accent. She talks? That's just how she talks. Well, I think. it just kind of elevates her above mm-hmm. all of the craziness. Yeah. Um, it's really, it was really a good move. It, yeah. That totally makes her character. Yeah, she has such a soothing voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want, uh, I, I can't say the home device we use, but or else it'll start talking, but <laughs> I kind of want that to have her voice because oh, it's just totally. so soothing. Um, yeah, 
Anywho, there were, oh, one of the guys in the CD bar, he reminded me, uh, he was a Greek guy. He's a Greek actor and he's in a whole bunch of John Hughes's films. Mm -hmm. And he, um, one of the things he said to AMH was he called him, called him like a, uh, it was a Greek word, a makala or something. I can't recall what it was, Okay. but he was just shocked that they were going to allow him to say this because it was a bad term in that language. Uh And they were like, yeah, go for it, whatever. Because most people don't speak Greek. And it becomes a huge joke yes. in, the, in the film because he's yes. like, that's me. I'm a mm-hmm. whatever yeah, yeah, the word yeah. is. Yeah. So that actor, when he like showed his friends and family, they were like kind of like rolling their eyes at him and stuff. <laughs> that's kind of funny. funny. He still couldn't believe it happened. But yeah. The, the best part about that whole scene, which is like the accent is really regrettable, but, mm-hmm. or the, the way he was talking. It's not even an accent. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the best part is that one of the guys from the bar at the end of the movie, there's like a party at Wyatt's oh, house. Yeah, yeah. And he's there bartending. <laughs> that was yeah. great. I love that kind of stuff. I also really enjoyed how very quietly in the background, you see Wyatt, the little mousy teen. And he's with like a, what, a 55-year-old, 60-year-old woman? Mm-hmm. She's just sitting and she looks like she's dressed for Sunday church yes. for some reason. Yes, totally. <laughs> it's so random. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the... The Lisa, the genie, Lisa, mm-hmm. she's like, uh, hmm, she's kind of an anarchist almost. She really wants mm-hmm. to to just cause chaos in order to bring about change. Yes, that's exactly it. And she's willing to make like the chaos keep getting bumped up and up and up. Yeah. You know, she at the end of it, um, she's got these like cyberpunks rolling into the party with yes. guns and yes. weapons and literally riding their motorbikes into Wyatt's mm-hmm. house. Um, that's, <laughs> that part's really crazy. Like the, you, you just know that she had to go to an extreme to like get mm-hmm. the result that she wanted. Totally. I mean, I feel like that's, um, that's a really great metaphor for life. Sometimes you get <laughs> stuck in your own ruts and unless something crazy happens, you're not going to break out of them. Yeah. Which just yeah. like Wyatt and the other guy. Oh, back to the genie thing, right? So deeper layers with the genie is the computer. Like when this movie was made, the home computer was like brand new. It was this like mythical (laughs) thing that not everybody had and was very mysterious and there was this untapped power in it. So it was like the perfect, this is one of the first movies too that like really showcased like the usage of it and kind of like what you could do on your own type thing. Mm. So, well, how did it showcase what you could do on your own? This, you couldn't really make a person uh, on your own. First off, you could hack into the U S government's uh, mainframe and interrupt the guy who's eating a sandwich. <laughs> uh, and yeah. all the lights go off. You could take your telephone and hook it up to that, <laughs> the, <laughs> the machine where you like put it on the cups and that's how you dialed into <laughs> the different networks. Oh man. So Yeah. You could create projects at home and generate things. Okay. Granted, I'm still, you know, I've seen plenty of movies where you create people with computers. So until you prove me wrong on it, like, there's a lot of evidence, Melissa. Let me just open up my little computer here and see what mm-hmm. I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that whole part was really funny because the the creation, like the, they're like, they were like feeding newspaper yeah. pages and magazine pages into like a scanner a scanner yeah, yeah. which yeah, yeah. probably didn't exist either i don't probably know did it was, was probably just huge but okay. yeah um part of the stuff too is like uh a lot of this this is predating you know there's no internet 
back then. Mm -hmm. And just the way of like, um, I don't know, it's really cool seeing how people perceive technology before it existed. Mm. Like the way the internet worked, the way computers were going to change our lives, like seeing this like little snapshot Mm -hmm. of people's perceptions or imagination of what it could do. It's just super fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's kind of like right now, if we were, we start talking about like, what's AI going to do? How's that going to change our lives? What's the, what's the world going to be like in five years? You know, it's, it's like that moment of you're literally like in a place of ignorance about it. You just have like a, a glimpse into the power of what it is. Yeah. I love movies like that too, mm-hmm. that, that are dreaming, daydreaming about what the future is yeah. going to be like. Like, yep. You yeah. get really cool designs sometimes. And you get designs that are just do not age well and are completely off the mark, you know, like, yes. Yeah. Like Dick Tracy was a good example. Dick Tracy in the, I can't remember. It was the early 20th century and he had his watch where it was like, you talked on your watch and it was, I can't remember if he even got to the point where it was a video screen, but yeah, it's, it's neat to see what people imagine and dream of. Um, so one thing about this movie being like the the time capsule that it is, mm-hmm. the mall. They went to the mall, and yeah. that's like the, that was like the center of everything. Oh yeah. Um, and now, yeah, that's interesting because like malls are not the center of everything. Yeah. Nowadays. Now they're like uh, exercise realms where people go to walk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they go to walk or like, I don't know, different different businesses kind of like go in there just because it's easy real estate. Mm. Um, so if you, um, let's see, I'm thinking about future technology. Is there something you'd like to have in the future? Me? Yeah. I mean, a gadget or something. Augmented reality, like true augmented reality, where you could like, instead of wearing a VR headset, you could literally just like be somewhere in your mind. Whoa. And it would feel real. Like a Cylon. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Cylon. That's, that would be great. Cause then you don't have to worry about, you know, Travel and all that, you could just do that and experience pretty much anything imaginable. I want, um, in one of Ray Bradbury's books, when he's mm-hmm. like, ta- um, it's something on Mars, um, there in the home, there's like this little thing in the wall that you push a button and it opens up and then all of these little bugs come out and they're all like robotic and they just pick up all the dirt in the house. Oh, yeah. Um, and they do it like little bugs. Yeah, like a Roomba. But yeah, but like effective. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like not um, limited to a certain type of floor service, but they 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 do they kind of cover everything. That's what I want. Oh. <laughs> now I'm like thinking of all the other things I want. Like a, there's the uh, medical scanners they have in Star Trek that just heal anything. Oh, that would be great. Yes, please <laughs> uh, sign the, me up. The replicator where you can like actually just say tea or a gray hot. That's the 3D printer. That's what's happening now. Yeah, that's, yeah. We're getting close. That's like a low fidelity one. Yeah. But it's not consumables. They're Although printing some, food in they're space. They're printing pizza. You're right. Yeah. 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 That's true. We're getting closer on that one. Yeah. We're that one. Closer. As soon as I read about that one, I w- I, that's where my mind went. I was like, <laughs> it's the replicator. This is the, ne- this is, up. this mm-hmm. is coming. <laughs> yeah, totally. So um, how did you feel about this one? A lot of it was fun, and mm-hmm. there was some stuff that I was like, eh, "Not my, not your jam." Like I'm not, a, I'm not a little teenage <laughs> kid boy, so I don't yeah. know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the I really I I loved Bill Pullman because I hated him. Um, and Lisa, he was amazing. Yes, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, and just the, like the fan 
the fantasy of it, like yeah. the crazy outfits she had, um, and her like <laughs> just the things that she would say um, were like really funny um, yeah. and awkward for the the kid for the boys, but the the purpose that she had was was great. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it's my favorite John Hughes movie. Fair, but um, it was fun. I I'm laughing every time you say. What do you keep saying? These little boys, <laughs> these little teenage boys. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And it's say. like <laughs> that's pretty much the most uh, one of the most demeaning things you could say to a teenage boy. <laughs> and you're like, oh, these little boy things. Okay, these, the young men. These little teenage boys. Is that better? No, it's making me laugh. I like. I you can say whatever you want. It just. <laughs> It truly uh, encapsulates how you feel, but I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Did um, it hold up for you, like watching it again as an adult? It's definitely weirder watching it with your wife than watching it as a teenager by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, Not surprising. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I did a spec check on you when we met, and I made sure that all the everything was correct. You know, like you know, I did my design specs with you when I made you. I mean, when I married you. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, what was the question again? You distracted me with your beauty. Watching it again now ah, as yes. an adult. Watching it as an adult. Yeah. I, I think it's just the old man factor. There were parts where I would slip into being like, as my daughters love to hear teenage Nick. Mm-hmm. And I would like be teenage Nick again. I'm like, oh, that's so goofy or silly. And other parts I was like, well, that's just not practical. And why are they doing this with their energy? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it's like the battle between teenage Nick and, and you know, middle-aged Nick. Chet's amazing. The The sheer silliness of it is just fun. There's some things that don't age well about the movie, but it's still like just a solid fun movie, I think. Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. And the ending where it goes super cyberpunk type or like Road Warrior, mm-hmm. like uh, I still think about those scenes, like those guys, li- literally. And, and, and the stinger at the end when they're leaving and how they resolve the whole thing, like it's just hilarious. Uh, so... I love the ending too. Yeah, the ending I think is one of the best parts. The ending makes me think of House. House? Have you seen that movie? No. Okay. I'll add that one to the list. Uh-huh. Okay. That's another uh, really good 80s movie. Anyway. Um, wait a minute. I'm not getting a sense of whether or not you, you're happy you saw it or not, though. You've had very measured responses. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think I probably could have survived if I hadn't seen it, but, um, I, I've always been a fan of AMH, so (laughs) (laughs) seeing another one of his, actually, no, I will say, because I always loved Bill Pullman, Mm -hmm. like seeing him do like such a terrible character was really great. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's fun to like pretend to be a teen again. It's fun to think about it. Oh my goodness. Like. You don't realize how little responsibilities you have as a teen. It feels like a lot when you're there. You're like, I got to go to school. I have to do homework. It's horrible. And then I have to get a job. It's horrible. I have to work for like four hours a week. (laughs) It's just, it's so funny now. Mm. When you were a teenager and you went to the, did you go to the mall? I totally went to the mall. Where would you go? Like, what were were you going to the mall for? Well, there's an arcade there. Um, I want to say, 
Oh, Spencer's was a huge one. Went oh, to Spencer's and yeah. Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Those yes. were really big ones. <laughs> um, they were fun. It was so edgy. Hot Topic was so edgy. Uh, yeah, it had like all the the inappropriate sayings I had on my shirt when I met you. Right. Like those. That was that was me being a bad boy. Air quotes. <laughs> so the mall though brings me back to the scene where Robert Downey Jr. and his cohort like dropped the Slurpee on him. Yeah. And. All I could think in every single scene that Robert Downey Jr. was in, mm-hmm. first of all, in this movie, he's only Robert Downey. Right. He is not a junior yet. Don't forget that. Yeah. He is not. Um, but I keep thinking about that scene in, was it Iron Man 3? Where they they show him, Tony Stark, in augmented reality, and it shows him as his younger <gasps> self. And I'm like, did they use weird science footage? Because it looks it just like him. It does. The eyes and the cheeks. Everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. It made me wonder if they used that like for the composites to like create the young Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Now, why don't we say RDJ? I guess we're not there. We didn't have a neighbor. No one had a neighbor that acted like Robert Downey Jr. So <laughs> My cousin kind of acted like him, though. So <laughs> I have a cousin who kind of acted like him. Really? Yes, totally. Hmm. Um, wow. I'm not convinced, but okay. If you had a genie like this, you took a Ken doll and you hooked all the things <laughs> up to it and it became, you know. Would I have to wear like men's underwear on my head? You definitely would. Because they be, had to wear a woman's It would probably bra. be a jock strap. Like just, yeah. I'm just saying, it's just, it probably look as, the bras looked horrible. They looked like the frumpiest bras I've ever seen in my life. I know, but they were, they're perfect like on the head. Oh, the, yeah, they're great. So you have a jock strap on your head, right? You're sitting there right. okay. with your girlfriend and you're like, all right, we just created uh, Misa. I don't know what we want to call her. We'll call him Tom. Tom instead of Lisa. So you, okay. you just made Tom. What is Tom? What's Tom <laughs> going to do for you? Well, the funny thing is, mm-hmm. they didn't get to pick. They didn't choose what they wanted Lisa to do. Lisa <laughs> That's not chose true. What, what? That's not true. She literally was like, what do you guys want to do? And then they cut to the scene <laughs> where they're in the shower. <laughs> And the boys are just there in their clothes. <laughs> that so that that no. was it. That was like the end of their thought of what they wanted to do. <laughs> that was it. But uh, everything she did uh, was uh, besides that. Yes, was like her like looking at them and saying, "Oh no, we need to like they needed to come out of their shell, or they needed mm-hmm. to like grow in a certain way." Okay, um, one of them needed to stand up to his parents and like show that he was like you know, worthy. Mm-hmm. And then the other one had to stand up to his brother mm-hmm. or his brother needed to be put in his place yeah. and actually like be able to talk to girls and be themselves. True. So your question is like, okay, so what would I want in a, I guess it's a two part question. What's your, like, I have this dream boat in front of me. What, what, what do you do? <laughs> your immediate reaction. And then what's the thing you need to do? Um, I guess? Go antiquing. <laughs> Go to Ikea? This is 15-year-old Melissa. <laughs> oh, 15-year-old 15 15 Melissa. 15-year-old year old Melissa. Now. No, 15-year-old oh Melissa. You're a teenage. You're a, what would you say? A little girl. You're a little teenage girl, in your words. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is highly annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what age? You're, you're 15. You're, 15? You're okay. 15. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely take me to the mall. Um, <laughs> drive me places. Just drive you. <laughs> Totally. Okay. Um, it could be an antique mall, though. I loved antiques wow. as a teenager. <laughs> you are such a nerd. I love it. Um, go to the movies. Mm, okay. Right? Like, go out and do stuff. And 
Yeah, definitely like, you know, kind of parade around in front of the popular girls. Oh. That could be something for sure. I think the first thing you would have Tom, we call him, right? Yeah. The first thing you would have Tom do Mm -hmm. is just play like jazz piano or something. (laughs) And you just watch him play like perfect piano or something. (laughs) Like super cool. Actually, like maybe jam. Definitely like some some jamming. So mm-hmm. I could play piano. He could play drums or something oh, or okay. like something like that. That would be awesome. There you go. Make it so. <laughs> and then he would slowly work his way through your social life and help repair the uh, whatever perceived damage you have there. Yes, that would be it. Wow. And then. It's like a guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> that I created with a Ken doll. That you did. Wow. Okay. Well. I'm not going to say what I would do as a 15-year-old. I think it's pretty well covered in this movie. (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) John Hughes, I mean, you can't really get much better than what he did. Uh, So, Okay. What? (laughs) I have a stupid question. No such thing. No, is is John Hughes still alive? No, he passed away. He did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he kind of went through it. He went to the mountaintop, you know, obviously. He did all these amazing movies. And then the Hollywood machine kind of started to get tire, tiring for him. Mm. And then he kind of retreated from that and kind of like slowly didn't want to direct anymore and slowly kind of faded out of the scene with that. And then, yeah, he always loved Chicago in that area, though. Yeah, that's what I love about his movies. I also love, love, mm. love Chicago. Yeah. So I love Agree to disagree, there. but yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe my Tom will take me to Chicago. I think you should have <laughs> Tom take you to Chicago. He'll take you everywhere you want to go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call it a wrap. Let's call it a wrap.